dented Kia when I go get a new car. I'll buy anything. Your <laughs> <laughs> car's nice. It is, is and nice it car. should have at most 80,000 miles on it when it's Ooh. paid off. Ooh. How much would you sell it for? I'm not sure. But I did I have a dollar I did yesterday. Oh, yeah. I did yesterday um scrape it on one of those cement things at the gas station. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> that is hilarious, but also scary. And you know so... what's funny? When we were on our trip back from Arkansas and mm-hmm. one of our many pit stops so Hannah could go throw up in the bathroom, Hey-o. we stopped at the gas station that dad hit ah! the concrete thing with the Subaru. Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> well, I remember that he was like, the most terrifying thing about that moment was not that he hit the concrete thing with the Subaru, but how calm he mm-hmm. was about yes. the entire situation. Uh, he was just like, whatever. This is happening. Like, okay, I was like, let's Whoa. go. <laughs> well, he'd been sick on that trip too. Remember he and Matt That's were right. driving home sick. I was in the car oh, with yeah. them when it happened. It was me, Matt, and Grandpa. For some reason, I ended up in the car with the two Siggies, <laughs> even though I wasn't sick. Uh, but I just remember it happening, and I remember sitting in the back seat just, like, waiting for Grandpa to blow up because of oh. the cir- circumstances <laughs> of the trip, you know? And I was like, this is it. This is the end. Like, we're all going to die right now. And it was like, nothing. And I was like, wow. So that's so funny. It wasn't a gas station. It's the barf station, apparently. Uh, the barf we station. <laughs> well, on our barf trips. So in my 20-some years of driving, never really hit stuff. At the same gas station that I scraped the concrete pole at yesterday with my Kia, that's the one that I scraped the focus with that made the door stop working. Oh, and then the, <laughs> the lock did that. <laughs> I drove that car to Kansas on a trip with Lark. And uh, since I was in a car full of people who did acapella, every time that the door would lock, <laughs> we would match pitch with the noise that it made. <laughs> so nope. it would lock and we'd just go. <laughs> well, is it podcast time? Yeah, let's have a podcast. Can I go refill hey, my jazz. drink really quick? Mm. Yeah. Sit down, I want to tell you a story. A really weird and messed up story. With murdering ghosts and gobbly ghouls. So don't you be fooled. It's after family story time. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Effed Up Family Story Time. I'm Salem. And I'm Hannah. And with us today on mic, we have Jesse. Jessica, Jess, what do you prefer? Uh-huh. All right. And just don't call me a mean names. <laughs> <laughs> we have Messy Jesse. What's up? And we have Smelly Belly. Yay. What up? <laughs> Ooh, are we giving the smelly title to Belle instead of Kelly? Oh. I should no. get the smelly title. I smell like beef all the time. So. <laughs> oh, Hannah. But that doesn't rhyme with Hannah. Hannah what, Banana. You, wait, Hannah I, we need to go. We need to go back. Hannah. You work <laughs> at Starbucks. <laughs> Why do you smell like beef? Beef. That's my natural body odor. <laughs> so I smell it like is beef. Not. I smell like beef and coffee. Beef. She's exaggerating I, a bit. Ooh, beef flavored coffee. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> well, coffee choices today. I've got hazelnut, <laughs> vanilla, beef. beef. <laughs> That's. I bet Kyle would try it. I bet Kyle would try it at least once. <laughs> Bacon for sure. Oh, bacon coffee. I feel like that's yeah. got to already be a thing, right? It probably is. I don't know if bacon coffee is a thing, but I have seen, you know how they make like candied bacon? I have seen it where you take really fine like espresso ground coffee and you put it on raw bacon and then oh. with some like sugar and stuff and Weird. you bake it. That sounds okay. Kyle made me some candied bacon with like brown sugar one time. It was so good. I, I hate bacon. Uh, you're the worst I know fucking it. come at me audience <laughs> <laughs> and our email is <laughs> ffs the podcast at gmail.com send so, us your comments just in case somebody is your questions listening. come at hannah <laughs> come at hannah yeah uh, question why is us. hannah an idiot just talk to us <laughs> I want to shout out to my BF Quincy, who has been our avid listener since day one. Shout out to Quincy. Thanks, Quincy. Ayo, Quincy. She told me that when she listens to it, she feels like she's right here hanging out with us. 
And I want to shout out to Brie. <laughs> How unfortunate. Oh, Kelly's Kelly niece. and Matt's niece. Mm-hmm. Because oh, Brie. She, oh, Brie. she's the only one that's commented at this point on our hey Facebook yo. page. Thank hey, you, Brie, Brie. for yeah. recognizing and listening. But she only commented about Kelly. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly's got a fan. <laughs> It's really funny. All right. Who Ooh. wants to get fucked up? Yeah. 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 So we're going back to our roots that created this drink segment with a simple beer cider combination. So this is our St. Nick Dragon. In case you don't know, we're recording uh, about a week and a half before Christmas. And so in honor of that, we are doing half of a glass of white Christmas ale by sam adams and then we tried this new gingerbread cider and so the other half is gingerbread cider not as gingerbready as we want but still a good drink um if you want to try it you might look for some gingerbread cider options i don't know i only saw one so if (laughs) maybe you'll find more (laughs) who knows um but it could use maybe a little bit of, mo- maybe if we put our own molasses in it, it'd give us more of that gingerbread-y flavor. Ooh. Um, you could doctor So that's a recommendation yeah, you could put some for spices listeners. in it too, like some cinnamon or yeah. some nutmeg. Just fucking toss a cinnamon stick in there. Mm-hmm. There you go. I'm looking for that gingerbread flavor though, that brown sugar and molasses. Yeah. yeah. Is that what so. gingerbread is? Anyway. But so just a thought, <laughs> don't know what it would do to the consistency of the beer cider mix if you put molasses in it, but it would give you a little more gingerbread flavor. Just throw some shit in some beer and just drink experiment. it down. Yeah. That's all we do with those drink quarters. We just experiment. And half the time we taste it right before the podcast. And <laughs> yeah. we're like, this oh, is going to do. It's a surprise to us. That's. And then I want to say, too, that uh, Jess also brought over a cider that we'd never tried before. And it's from Locust Cider, and it's vanilla bean, and it is delicious. It's so good. So good. Mm, so. It may make an appearance in another beer cider <gasps> mix. I think so. But it needs to not be a Christmas ale, because I don't think it would go with that. Mm. Maybe something in the summer. I like do. a summery one? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. ooh, what about that? vanilla that? bean, maybe with like the Linden Kugel's Lemon Shandy yeah. or something. Or the Periodic Brewing. I love vanilla um, and lemon. They have that strawberry candy ale thing. Yeah. That and that's local. Mm-hmm. I so, like that. so I bet that would be good. It's like strawberry lime candy ale, I think is what it's called by Periodic Brewing. But for today's <laughs> podcast, we have the Saint Nick Dragon. Yeah. So enjoy. Yeah. It's it yummy. Clink, it's clink, yummy. Clink, Cheers. Clink. Cheers. All right. All right. We're going to get the story started? Yeah. Let's fuck it. All right. So this week. It's banana. It's banana. It's me. All right, so we're going right. to get to this story, and Hannah's going to take it away. What is happening? <laughs> <laughs> I wanted <laughs> I wanted the sound effect of me straightening my paper. It comes through the mic. Okay. <laughs> so, all right. So today, I'm going to be talking about the Wonderland murders. Winter bum, Wonderland? Bum, bum. No, it's a street in Los Walk Angeles. <laughs> um, it was also called the Four on the Floor Murders or the Laurel Canyon Murders. Okay. I feel like I've heard Four on the Floor Murders I feel like way I've heard more. that before, but I yeah. still don't know what murder this is. That's long and cumbersome to say, though. Four on the Floor Murders. Because there were four people dead Bad. on the floor. <laughs> that could be... Okay, but... But wait, no, there were five. I'm... That name makes Maybe no sense. Maybe one was sir. on the couch. <laughs> Maybe that's why they changed the name. <laughs> Maybe one was on the couch. Yeah, Maybe if you're only thinking about the, the statistical number of murders that you find on the floor as opposed to other surfaces, I feel like most of the murders that you come across, they're going to be found on the floor. So that's not a very this good. Is the one on the floor. I feel murder. like that's wild speculation. <laughs> I feel like that's not a very good facts, name. <laughs> facts. I need facts to back this up. Well, and that's why we're calling it the Wonderland Murders. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> so this was a group of murders that um, are kind of unsolved, kind of not. We'll get into that, but <laughs> okay. foreshadowing. They occurred on July first, nineteen eighty-one, in Los Angeles. I wasn't alive yet. None of well, mom I mean, was. I guess <laughs> I guess I was alive, but I was not breathing on my own yet. I needed the help of my mother. Oh, I was in her tummy. <laughs> the pregnancy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So 
there's crime scene footage available online for this particular murder. And I'm pretty sure I didn't write it down, and I should have, but I'm pretty sure that this case was the first documented case of them using crime scene footage in the trial. Like a video like of a, the crime yeah. scene? Yeah, video, I guess. That would make sense. Well, pictures footage. existed before. <laughs> I figured it wasn't pictures. I was just yeah. making sure you weren't calling pictures <laughs> footage. I mean, I just had to clarify. No. That's what I do. Um, but yeah, so you can look this up and you can find like the crime scene it footage of like the police walking through the house. And the responding police officers said that it was a worse scene than the Tate and LaBianca murders of the Manson family. Oh, wow. So for those who don't know, that's the Sharon Tate murder. And her fa- her friends. So he's saying it's but they're gruesome. saying that it was more gruesome than that. Which like that's Crazy. one of the worst yeah like mm-hmm. cases that most people can think of. That didn't make any sense. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, I'm picking up what it you're did. putting down. Great. Okay. <laughs> Hooray. <laughs> All right. So the Wonderland Gang was a group of drug dealers in the late 1970s and early 1980s. And they were mostly involved in the Los Angeles cocaine trade. Their home base was on Wonderland Avenue in the Laurel Canyon area of Los Angeles. And that's why they were called the Wonderland Gang. That's why it was called the Wonderland Murders, because it all took place on that same little stretch in L.A. I I find that a very good name for a drug dealing gang. Because like, right? when you do the drugs, you feel like you're in Wonderland. Yeah. I Take mean, a ride in Wonderland. I feel like if I was ever going to do drugs, I'd, I it would be because the gang was named something cool like that. <laughs> Man, That's a good I reason wasn't going to do drugs. do drugs ever, but props to your name. I'm, uh, I mean, you guys I'm convinced. Know. <laughs> yes. I pick almost everything I do by the name, like where I buy my chainmail supplies. And <laughs> that makes sense, I guess. If you're in the market for drugs, I could see that being yeah. a factor. But the I don't... name might be enchanting. The people were very disenchanting. They were really shitty people. <laughs> they were gang well, people. I mean, dealers. yeah, they're drug dealers. Drug dealers yeah. So the Wonderland Gang was the most influential and feared cocaine distributor of the early 1980s and late 1970s. And most of the members were also heroin addicts. Um, their residence was at 8763 Wonderland Avenue. And it was a drug house where deals were frequently made. And the house on Wonderland Avenue was leased by Joy Miller, and she had a live-in boyfriend by the name of Billy DeVarrell. And the two of those, the two of them were the usual residents of the house, but then they also had Ron and Susan Lanius? Launius? Launius? It's a weird last name. <laughs> L-A-U-N-I-U-S. And I'm probably pronouncing it incorrectly, whatever way I say it. Let's just say all the letters. Launius. <laughs> Launius. I'm going to say La- Launius. Launius? It seems reasonable. Yeah. Launius. I think so. So Ron and Susan Launius were house guests pretty frequently at the home on Wonderland Avenue. And Ron Launius was a pretty terrible piece of shit human being. <laughs> he was dishonorably discharged um, from the army after smuggling heroin from Vietnam back into the United States in the corpses of the American soldiers. That's horrifying. Yeah. That's absolutely horrifying. Somebody should have stabbed him a long time ago. How disgrace! (laughs) Yeah, like to disgrace the bodies of these soldiers. That's pretty sad. Of anybody. How the fuck do you think about that? That's insane. That he came up with that? Like, I'm going to get heroin and put it in these dead bodies. (laughs) Like, that's just a twisted mind. Um, one a, a police officer who knew Lanius said that he was one of the coldest people that he had ever met. And then also there was a different police officer when he found out that Lanius had died. He said, I suppose they won't need many pallbearers. A trash can only has two handles. Oh, no. <laughs> Burn. I've got to find... A lot of places to use that. I don't know how. That's a good one. It's so good. (laughs) Burn of the century there. (laughs) Burn of a lifetime, man. Burn of a whole eternity. Burn of the human race. (laughs) Burn to infinity and beyond. (laughs) So another member of the Wonderland gang 
was David Lind, who became a part of the Wonderland gang in 1981. And he became friends with Ron Lane. La- Jesus Christ. I'm just yeah. going to call him Ron. Call He's so the Ron, only yeah. Ron. Okay. Ron. Ron. All right. Mr. Ron. So David Did you Lind Ron, Ron? became friends with Ron when the two of them were in prison together. Oh. And uh, David Lind was also a huge sack of shit. Uh, he was in prison. Well, he was a part of the Aryan Brotherhood. Oh, lovely. And he was incarcerated multiple times for armed burglary, forgery, assault, and assault with the intent to commit rape. Nice. So all these people just suck. Yeah. (laughs) They're all pretty trash. Scumbags. Mm -hmm. And Lind had a girlfriend by the name of Barbara Richardson who went, and the two of them went to the Wonderland house together and slept in the living room a lot of the time. And they were all friends with John Holmes, who was a famous porn star Mm -hmm. in the 1970s. Okay. And he was a frequent drug user. He used cocaine mostly. And so he bought a lot of his cocaine from the Wonderland gang. And that's how they became associates and knew each other. And um, along with selling drugs, the Wonderland gang committed a lot of burglaries and armed robberies, mostly against rival drug dealers. But they, w- there was one robbery that they committed that got them into a lot of trouble. Ah. Ah. Surprise, <laughs> surprise. Robbing people gets you in trouble. Oh, doing crimes. <laughs> um, but this robbery was the robbery of Eddie Nash. And on June 29th, 1981, um, some of the Wonderland gang. I just no. realized something. Okay, so during this time, I was in grandma's belly uh-huh they were living in california uh-huh not very were far they away. in laurel canyon not very far away they as far as i understand close to la right very interesting <laughs> it just was like in my head like Holy no i love shit. those connections <laughs> because like james's family is from washington and they lived in washington and like oregon during the time that like ted bundy was active Ooh. and so i always ask him i'm like oh what was it like? And they were like, they lived in fucking Olympia. They had no idea what was going on. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw this because I forget who posted it, but it was on Facebook and somebody posted, it was one of those posts of somebody else. But like my dad used to work with Ted Bundy and Ooh. every Monday he'd say, happy Monday, Bundy. <laughs> <laughs> I bet that's part of what drove Ted Bundy to murder. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> That man alone. <laughs> well, Grandma and Grandpa pretty assuredly went to fucking school with BTK. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I'm listening to a podcast now about this crazy, tiny little woman detective and how she caught uh, a couple of serial killers in like 2013. Ooh. But yeah. like, send it she's to like me. feisty. It's called Detective Trap. With two P's. <laughs> okay, I will absolutely remember that now. So, Detective <laughs> Trap. <laughs> That's great. All right. <laughs> Tangents. So the robbery of Eddie Nash took place on June 29th, 1981, and only some of the Wonderland gang was involved. So there was Ron, Lonius, Ron, our good old friend Ron, <laughs> Billy DeVarel, David Lind, Tracy McCourt, and John Holmes. And they all went to rob Eddie Nash. Wait, John Holmes robbed people too? I've n- he was only heard well, gross things about him being a porn star, not a robber. He has involvement in the robbery. He didn't like actually okay. like actively rob him, but he helped them rob him. He was involved because like, he was friends with like Eddie Nash. Like he stood outside the door and kept oh, lookout and just went, Just wait. Hoo-hoo. I'm telling you. <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) Okay, so Eddie Nash was a figure in organized crime um, around this time, and John Holmes was close friends with him, and so he helped set up the robbery. So Holmes went to Nash's home early in the morning of June 29th, probably to party and buy drugs from him, and he was supposed to leave the patio door unlocked so that the rest of the Wonderland gang could come in and then rob him without having to actually break in they could just walk in through the patio door okay i just want to clarify because there's been a lot of hymns so yeah holmes went to nash's house yeah under the pretense of partying and then left nash's patio door unlocked so that the wonderland gang could come in yes okay Okay. sorry i'm slow sometimes i'll say more names i'm sorry i'm slow sometimes (laughs) you gotta dumb it down for me pronounce the names before you can say the names 
It's just Ron. Ooh. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> you try and pronounce it, asshole. No, that's why I'm not doing a story today. <laughs> I'm only doing stories with names I can pronounce. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dear I couldn't David. pronounce his name last time either. What the fuck was his name? His Jablonski. Name, I just remember you having oh, the hardest Jablonski. time with the Birmingham game or whatever the fuck. Bur- bur- yeah. <laughs> I don't even want to try again. <laughs> okay, we'll move on. All right. So John Holmes actually went to Nash's home three times that day. The first time, he forgot to unlock the patio door when he left. <laughs> Can you say drugs? I was going to say, <laughs> that happens when you're high. So he went back again, bought more drugs, and he left, and he made sure to keep the patio door unlocked. But by the time that he went back to the Wonderland, Wonderland gang house, all of them were high off of heroin. So he had to wait for them to all come down from their high, and he was afraid that at this point the door would be locked again, that they would have noticed that he had left <laughs> it unlocked. So he had to go back a third time buy more drugs from Eddie Nash and then leave the door unlocked again and immediately head back to the Wonderland house where he told them that it was okay for them to come, that the robbery was ready to take place. And so uh, Ron Lanius, Billy DeVarrell, and David Lind committed the robbery. This um, is why drug dealers always get caught. I know. Like, like they're fucking it's high a, off their ass. Like a group yeah. of geniuses. Like, yeah. Okay. So the three of those men committed the robbery, and Tracy McCourt, he stayed outside as a lookout to make sure that everything was Gucci on the outside. Um, (laughs) All of them dipped their fingers in liquid Band-Aid to prevent fingerprints from being left at the scene of the crime. Does that work? I don't know. Did they have liquid Band-Aid in 81? I guess. (laughs) I didn't think about that. All right. Anyway. So they dip their fingers in liquid band Liquid band I don't know if that works because also what they did next didn't really require them to not leave any fingerprints behind because. Like, I felt like it would have just been easier for them to buy gloves before they went yeah. and robbed them. Well, but also, yeah. so Eddie Nash was home when they did this. He was home when they robbed him. And they came in and they pretended to be police officers and they confronted Eddie Nash and then also his bodyguard, Gregory Dials. But they were there. So why go through the trouble of covering up your fingerprints if you're just going to let them fucking see, know see who you, you are? Yeah. And identify you and be able to point you out in a lineup. Like, well, like but also, they're, the they're all criminals. And so if you get robbed for your drug money, you're not going to go to the police right. and be like, someone robbed my drugs. Someone stole all my drug money. I have thousands of dollars of drugs that were taken. (laughs) But yeah, so they they pretended to be police officers. They started handcuffing Eddie Nash and Gregory Dials. But then Lind accidentally shot Dials in the back. Accidentally? Because Ron Lanius bumped into him and the gun that he was carrying went off. So Mm. it was an accident. He accidentally shot him in the back. did he even have the like, safety off? They're idiots. Because they're a bunch of bumbling buffoons. Yes. <laughs> Dumb druggies. Trying to rob people and trying to be I cool. just have to say I'm loving the alliteration right now. Bumbling buffoons. Dumb druggies. <laughs> so Nash actually um, asked to like pray for Diles' children because he had gotten shot and he didn't know if he was going to die. But they forced him to open his safe and they ended up stealing more than $1.2 million worth of cocaine, Ooh. heroin, quaaludes, wow. cash, jewelry, and antique guns. And in today's mm. money, that's $3.3 million. Oh, my. Wow. That's a lot of fucking dough. Jeez. Yeah. It, it sounded like you said cheese. Cheese. <laughs> Set up, please. I wish I had $3 million in cheese. Oh, my God. Me, too. <laughs> I'm hungry again Ooh, now. I just want wine. Well, that's perfect because guess what, guys? This is where we're going to take our break. Thank yeah. God I have to pee. With the bumbling buffoons With just the bumbling shot buffoons. in the back. Okay. They and Nash successfully committed the robbery. So you said Nash asked to pray for him? 
Like, did yeah. something come out of that, or he just asked no, to pray for him? No, it was just in the wiki. It was like, he asked to pray, <laughs> but was forced to open the safe Oh, but instead. was forced to open the safe. I'm sorry, yes, you did say did that. Did Dials so. die then? No, Dials was injured, but he didn't die. He was okay after the robbery. He got okay. help. Um, but yeah, so we're at the That's end of this part okay. of the story. Okay. Successfully stole $1.2 million worth of drugs. Which Man, is- I should join a game. Holy shit. No, you don't. We just need Don't to get that. used to living with <laughs> no, an army. We need to join a cheese gang. We should start a gang. <laughs> the cheese wheel. Convent. We can convent. just convent. Convent. Commune. Commune. What's convent? Is nuns. That nuns. <laughs> I don't know. Also convent. Maybe we become very religious. Uh, we're in life. Nuns, no. <laughs> nuns can't be married. That's true. So when we left off, we had the. <laughs> The people did the thing. <laughs> and the murder and the crime. And the when we left off, the Wonderland gang had just successfully committed the robbery of Eddie Nash. Um, so this robbery had pretty much directly resulted in the Wonderland murders. So after the robbery, John Holmes went back to Eddie Nash's house. Some people say that he went there to like say he was innocent, that he hadn't done anything. But then other people say that he was kidnapped. Yes. So John Holmes... Going back because the break and then yes. all the talking. He was the porno star, right? Yes. Okay. He's the he's, he's the male porn star. He did all the porns. Who left the door unlocked. Well, you I guys wasn't yeah. alive in the 70s. I wasn't either, but I, he carried on into the 80s. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, Not that I've watched him or anything, <laughs> but I've heard about him. I've heard about him. Yeah, but he was a very affluent he adult film star. spearheaded some of the adult film. <laughs> He was he was in the <laughs> the four fronts. The four like the fronts. I was gonna say it, oh, but I didn't fine. want to. All right. So yes, John Holmes was the adult film star who was friends with Eddie Nash. Okay. He left the door left unlocked. The door unlocked. Had to so go back four times in. because it was only dumb. three. <laughs> but dumb. yes, so far that's my favorite part of the story. <laughs> So he went back to Eddie Nash's house after the robbery. Fifth time. Bumbling burglars. <laughs> <laughs> but this time it was to prove his innocence. Some people say that he was kidnapped, though, because some of Eddie Nash's people saw him on the streets wearing his stolen jewelry. No. Okay, wait. <laughs> okay, wait. I just need to get this in my head. So I was laughing. What do you mean? What was that noise? <laughs> Okay, so it was a, I had a mouthful of beer and started to laugh and didn't want it to go everywhere. So I swallowed and the laugh came out weird. Um, okay, so Holmes went back to Nash's as like a, what happened? I was not involved in this in any way, but he was wearing stolen jewelry. So there's two things that could have happened. He either okay. went back to try and play coy and be like, I don't know what, what happened, happened, but he wasn't okay. wearing the jewelry. Or the alternative is that people saw him on the streets of L.A. wearing Eddie Nash's stolen jewelry, and so they kidnapped him and brought him back to Eddie Nash's house. Okay, so somehow he, he was ended confronted. up. Somehow he ended up at Eddie Nash's house. Yeah. One of those two ways, but we don't know which is yeah. true. Okay, I like to believe that he was wearing the jewelry just I'm like out street. on the town <laughs> i've 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 never gotten the impression he was a smart man who did eddie nash steal this jewelry from his mom um <laughs> so when john holmes was at eddie nash's home nash threatened to kill holmes and his family if he didn't identify the people who had robbed him because at this point it was pretty abundantly clear that he knew the people who had robbed him. But they were the police. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. How could With he know that they weren't the police? With liquid band-aids on their fingers? I mean. Well, and they stole his cocaine and quaaludes. Of course the police would do that. They didn't <laughs> steal them. They confiscated. They confiscated. <laughs> it was a raid. Not a robbery. So Holmes uh, implicated the Wonderland gang in the robbery. So at around 3 a.m. on July 1st, which was two days after the robbery, a group of unidentified men entered the Wonderland house. And it's believed that John Holmes and Gregory Diles, who was the bodyguard of Eddie Nash, were a part of that group. While in the house, these men bludgeoned to death Ron Lanius, Billy DeVarrell, um, 
Miller, whose name I can't remember, Joy Miller, and Bethany Richardson. And the weapons that were used are believed to be either hammers or metal pipes. Ron, Lanius' wife, Susan, was also bludgeoned, but she wasn't killed. She suffered pretty severe brain damage. And she actually lost one part of her finger due to the attack and was left with permanent brain damage. And um, I think she also had, like, amnesia from the night that she was attacked. She doesn't remember anything because of how severe the brain damage was. So David Lind and Tracy McCourt, who were two people who were actually involved in the robbery, um, they weren't at the house during the attack. McCourt was at his own home, and Lind was off doing drugs with a sex worker in San Fernando Valley. Good for him. (laughs) She picked a gem. (laughs) I'm sure the money picked the gem at that point. (laughs) The money and the drugs picked the gem. (laughs) So after the murders took place, neighbors reported later that they had heard screams at around 3 a.m. when the murders happened. But there wasn't a single call to the police until 4 p.m. that afternoon, which was 13 hours after the murders had taken place. Wow. I mean, if you live there, well, yeah, chances are if you're a neighbor, you may not be the most up and up person and probably don't want to call the police. Well, Very it true. wasn't even that per se. A lot of the neighbors said that living next to the wonderland house like they had heard parties that had gotten pretty violent they heard screaming at all hours of the night and into the early morning and so they assumed that this was just another like raucous party that was happening so that they didn't yeah yeah, so they didn't call the police um but still i have to think that like fucking party screams and murder screams are pretty different sounding i would think so under the influence of like meth and heroin how much different can they really sound yeah (laughs) so the the people who actually placed the call were furniture movers who were working on a house next door to the wonderland house and they heard susan lanius's moanings as she was lying there dying she had she oh survived, so she wasn't actually dying. She was just lying there. I mean, severely beaten. It'd been thirteen hours. Well, she yeah. could have died had if they she had not been found. Yeah, exactly. Who yeah, knows how and this was thirteen hours after, and so she had been lying there since three o'clock in the morning. How just awful. moaning, yeah. being severely beaten. So they had yeah. gone to the Wonderland house to try, like, to beat them up. Is that what had happened? That they had found to out get that they. Holmes told Nash that was the Wonderland. That's what I thought. And then they had gone to the Wonderland house. So they followed the white rabbit to the Wonderland house Mm -hmm. and then killed the caterpillar. The white rabbit is cocaine, isn't it? Yes, it is one name for it. And they're all cocaine dealers. We solved the puzzle. So our our (laughs) cocaine winter wonderland. Our cocaine winter wonderland. It's a white Christmas for sure. Look, it's snowing. (laughs) Walking in a cocaine winter wonderland. (laughs) (laughs) So these furniture movers called the police. Um, What? (laughs) I don't know what, Hannah. (laughs) I'm sorry. My own notes confused me. So they called the police. um, And shortly afterwards, the police investigated Nash's home and they were searching his home after the murders. They found over $1 million worth of cocaine and stolen items from the Wonderland house. So that's pretty incriminating evidence. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, but were they stolen items from the Wonderland house that were stolen items from the Nash house? It doesn't say specifically, but I have to assume that if There's... they were stolen from the Wonderland house, then it was items that were in the house that weren't taken from Eddie Nash's robbery. So they... So had more like, than so he had his stuff back plus the stuff yeah. from Wonderland. Gotcha. That's what I have to assume. Otherwise, I feel like they wouldn't. How would they be able to say, say anything if it was stuff that was already his? Yeah. Speaking of Wonderland, do you know what a great brewery here in Thornton, Colorado is? Wonderland. Wonderland, Wonderland Brewery. I've never heard of it. Didn't they we have go there for Kelly's birthday one time. We did, did we? and, and I drank glasses. my first beer that I liked. Oh. They have glasses with the Cheshire cat smile on it. Mm-hmm. That Cute. is the same place. <laughs> <laughs> so they went to Nash's house. They found all that money and the stolen items 
or no, it wasn't even money. It was cocaine that was worth a million dollars. Cocaine. That's a it's lot a of hell, fucking cocaine. That's a cocaine. lot of cocaine. So after the murders, John Holmes was arrested and charged with four counts of murder in March of 1982 because his handprint was found on the headboard of Ron Lanius uh, at the crime scene. The head of uh, headboard as the bed? Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. Ron's headboard. Okay, you let just me... call him Ron. <laughs> I know. Okay, we let me do that over again. <laughs> call him Ronald. Ron L. Ron Leas. Just call him Ron Leas. Call Lies. him Ron, Ron Just call him Ron. So after, <laughs> after searching Eddie Nash's house, John Holmes was arrested in March of 1982 uh, and he was charged with four counts of murder because his handprint was found on the headboard of Ron's bed at the Wonderland house. Okay. Is that better? That yes. was better. Thank you. So it took them almost a year to arrest anybody? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because the murders happened June 29th of 1981. And they didn't so arrest it him was until March. Of until 82. March of eighty two. I mean, to be fair, like fingerprint technology existed and yeah, stuff, but, but it, it wasn't as fast. Like, I mean, they a lot of it was still like actual printed cards that they had to compare stuff to. And yeah, that's, man, that's one thing. Like, just like with the way that t- technology is today, you can't get away with shit. I know it's nope. You it's can't amazing. get away with anything. It's amazing that anybody gets away with anything. So, like, that podcast I was telling you guys about, Detective Trap. Yeah. Like, they find these killers by pinging parolees ankle bracelets and using the GPS to track where they were. Like, like that wouldn't have happened in 1981. Oh, hell no. Yeah. That's kind of crazy. So, was he the only one that was arrested? Um, At this point, yes. Other people were later arrested. But he was the first one to be arrested. Um, But he was acquitted... In June of 1982, after a three-week trial, and um, is established that he was an unwilling participant of the murders, that he was present, but he didn't have any choice because he was being coerced. Well, and if he's at the Wonderland house all the time, that's he's kind of like a... Yeah. there, and evidence, and DNA, and hairs. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. That's kind of, like, it's if I was a defense attorney, uh, kind that would of be one of the things I would be going for. Like, he's always there. His yeah. handprint could have gotten on the bed in some other way. Yeah. So in an interview after the murders, uh, Holmes's first wife, Sharon Jebanini Holmes. Just call her Sharon. Stop making names up. Hannah. I'm not making names up. I'm trying to be accurate. Sharon Holmes. I'm just going to call her Sharon. <laughs> so his first wife, Sharon Holmes, um, said that John Holmes knew the people in the Wonderland murders and that he was there right before the house. Uh, hello. He was there right before the murders occurred and that he had told her that right before the house was built. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) So in an interview after the murders, Holmes's first wife, Sharon Holmes, uh, said that John Holmes knew the people in the Wonderland house and that he was there right before the murder had happened. And John Holmes died of medical complications due to AIDS in 1988. And shortly after his death, Sharon Holmes did another interview, and she said that on the morning of the murders, Holmes came to her house splattered in blood, and that he had said that he was at the murder, and he led three thugs into the Wonderland house and stood by as they bludgeoned the five people inside. He never named the people that he had led into the house. Um, but yeah, so he essentially admitted to being present at the murders to his ex-wife. Uh. Great. Yeah. That was like a Homer That was a Homer verb <laughs> if I've ever heard one. Please keep it in. <laughs> Okay, so Eddie Nash was charged in 1990, so nine years after the murders. Wow. For planning the murders. He wasn't charged for, like, committing them. He was just charged for planning them. Um, And his bodyguard, Gregory Diles, was charged for participating in the murders, but they were both acquitted in 1991. 
the jury for Eddie Nash was a hung jury with a vote of 11 to 1 for conviction. And um, after he was acquitted, Nash was arrested again in 2000 and indicted on federal charges for running a a drug trafficking and money laundering operation, conspiring to carry out the Wonderland murders, and bribing the holdout juror of his first trial. He entered a plea bargain agreement in September of 2001. So from 11 years later? Well, but so it took 11 years for him to make a plea? This was after his first trial. His first trial was in 1990. And then he was acquitted of that. Oh, oh. Then why are they trying again? Acquitted means um, it was some double other charges. I can't remember. Right? There were other charges involved, mostly like the drug trafficking and mon- money laundering. Okay. And then he was also being charged for um, bribing the juror of his first trial. Okay. You said I've... all that and it just didn't click. I'm sorry. <laughs> I feel like if anything, that constitutes a, a retrial if you're fucking bribing your jury. Right. Yeah. It's a I'm mistrial, sure that it's right? not double jeopardy anymore that like you can be tried for that shit again because you would have lost, obviously, had you not been bribing one of the jurors. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so we entered a plea bargain in 2001. He admitted that he had bribed the juror with $50,000 and pleaded guilty to money laundering. He admitted that he ordered his associates to retrieve his stolen property from the Wonderland house um, but he says that it might have resulted in the murders, but he denies planning the murders in advance or giving them any explicit directions to kill the people inside of the Wonderland house. So he's saying, yeah, I told them to get my shit back. Yeah, but, but I didn't if they tell killed them, them it was their them. fault. Yeah. 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 So believe. for all of this, guess how much time he got? A year. Six months. No, it was more than that. <laughs> five years he got four and a half years in prison oh, for drug trafficking money laundering bribing a juror hmm. conspiracy to commit the murders like That's he was more convicted of all of it even got years yeah like that kind and, of stuff just makes a life of crime seem a little bit enticing yeah right? yeah well and like he was a big dude in the organized crime in la <laughs> and so like he obviously had connections yeah. at some extent and yeah hmm. i wonder if he rolled over on other people and that's why he got such little time oh, or something. Like yeah he... well and i think that he got one year off too this might have been holmes too um but some someone involved in this got like a year off for time served and like it was all nobody got the time that they should have gotten for the murder of five fucking people yeah four and brain damage four well you're half? right four yeah I four mean, and a half she might four as well half. be murdered if she can't function yeah anymore. well and she has amnesia from that night well and that's still assault and you uh, still exactly. get charged it's attempted, for it's attempted assault murder. right and like <laughs> um but yeah he also had to pay a, a fine of two hundred and fifty thousand dollars which is not that much compared to the 3.3 million dollars of cocaine and jewelry that he had stolen from him let alone what he had outside of that right Um, i mean he could afford it yeah yeah really (laughs) he's like sure okay all right so um as for the the wonderland gang those who survived who weren't there and also susan lanius who was the one who survived um, Susan is still alive and the sole survivor of the Wonderland murders and the only living member of the Wonderland gang. David Lind, who was one of the people who had committed the robbery but was not present at the time of the murders, died of a heroin o- overdose in 1995. Tracy McCourt, who was the other person present at the robbery but not present during the time of the murders, died of an unspecified cause in 2006. And um, that's kind of weird. Yeah, I don't weird. know what that means. <laughs> I think an alien burst out of his stomach. <laughs> she probably just died of an overdose. It's yeah. a he. Well, but I was oh. confused. Yeah, too. it's a he. But they said they stated that Tracy McCourt died, or no, that David Lynn died of an overdose. I mean, but they like what are the unspecified causes? What for else David would Lind the government want McCourt? to hide Fuck, except for up the names. aliens? Exactly. What else would the government want to hide except for aliens? He you know, died from a, aliens, uh, or it could have just been natural causes. Decade-long oh pedophile ring. But if <laughs> it's, it's natural causes, they usually say natural causes. Yeah, 
I don't know what the difference um, between that and unspecified causes. Is. I would think that the body maybe was in a state they could just couldn't determine. Maybe. Couldn't determine. Unknown, yeah. like they couldn't figure it out. It was that rough of an. Like overdose. maybe yeah. it was not found immediately, or yeah, and know. they didn't have a crazy cool forensic or anthropologist who could look at the bones and. Or it was it. fucking uh, aliens. Or it was aliens. Aliens. Um, Bigfoot. <laughs> like how we're dragging aliens into this story about <laughs> what if it was Bigfoot? drugs and murder. <laughs> Well, cocaine and aliens, you know, they go hand in hand. It's true, they, they do. do. <laughs> I mean, when I hear ho- cocaine, I immediately think aliens. Aliens. Vice versa. <laughs> aliens, <laughs> I think cocaine. I bet he had cocaine. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Gregory Diles died of liver failure in 1997 after being acquitted. Eddie Nash died of unspecified causes in 2014. That's recent. Yeah, he lived to be... 85 so i he think probably just died, probably just died of old age <laughs> and um so that's that but fun fact okay. for those of you who didn't know john holmes's life has a movie that is loosely based off of it called boogie nights yes I knew the that. movie boogie nights is loosely based off of john holmes's life and there is a scene that loosely mm-hmm. depicts the events of the wonderland murders oh yes yeah. that is true very interesting and well, that's isn't that. it like somebody like Ryan Felipe's in Boogie Nights or something like that? Somebody I've like heard of Boogie so. Nights. I feel like I've that's never seen there's roller skates that they've talked about on last yeah. podcast. I feel like that's a movie that they talked about on last podcast. I think they talked about it a lot. I think yeah. that's on the Ben Kissel it's bingo. Because, yeah, ben every time Kissel that they bring up Boogie, Boogie Nights, Nights. <laughs> every time when you said Boogie Nights, I heard it in Ben Kissel's voice. That's why I was like, that's got to be. I've seen that because it came out when I worked at Blockbuster. Isn't that the movie where at the end Mark Wahlberg? does a full frontal dong shot i think so yes i've never seen it i had no idea what it was about turns out it's about the adult film industry (laughs) yes boogie nights is totally about porn from what i remember (laughs) it was impressive right i don't i think i think that i think i was young enough Like, I was just 18 or 19, and so I think that I was embarrassed because I think I was watching it with my boyfriend at I the time. I was in the same situation, and kind of when like I was watching it. closed my eyes and didn't really look because <laughs> it was weird and yeah. awkward. I thought that's why he got Mark his other acting Wahlberg. jobs, though. Mark and Mark and the Funky Bunch. These Wolbach guys. And is Calvin... <laughs> oh, my God. These Wolbach guys out there. <laughs> Donnie, you're overlooking that's the... True. And KOTB, Donnie Wahlberg. Oh. I'm only 23. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't like, know any of that. When I was in elementary school, if you could score a New Kids on the Block lunchbox, you were like the coolest kid in elementary school. When I was in elementary school, I was the coolest kid for standing on a cement mound and singing uh, Fallout Boy. <laughs> when I was in elementary school, I had no friends. Okay. <laughs> and, and that's it. And now to the things that don't things suck. That don't yeah, suck. things that don't suck, Belle. Um, so I let's have, go, talk about elementary school, yeah, Belle. I'll talk about <laughs> things that don't suck. And the things that don't suck is that I have a very happy fiance and a group of very loyal friends. And I spent 2019 working for me. And it turned out really great. Those are things that don't suck. Yay. Yay. I like that. Yeah, thank you. 2019 was the year that I started doing shit for me. Fuck everyone else, but except for Kyle, I guess. See, this is turning and into not things that don't family. suck because you got so aggressive. Fuck well. everybody else. <laughs> you guys don't suck. I don't well, suck. thank you. Oh, yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> All right, who wants to go next? I can go. So things that don't suck for me is I finally started a new job at a a company called bloop, 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 bloop. (laughs) And I like it so far. I'm a bloop, bloop, and I get to do all sorts of fun stuff. (laughs) And so I've had my first two weeks there, and I'm really excited to move forward and start uh, sharing the vast knowledge that I have. I think that's awesome. I'm so excited for you. liking it. It's really far away, though, and that makes me sad. Yeah. But, I mean, things that don't suck is that I like it. Yay! Yay! All right. So, my things that don't suck. I, this last weekend, actually followed through with a DIY project and finished something, which I never do. And I made... Was it your snowflakes? Some snowflakes. Yeah. Out so of awesome. You should put those on our page. As you should put those on our page. Okay. This um, 
episode. Yeah, I need. To, I'll put the picture of them up. I need to hang them up still, and we'll see if that happens. Before they look Christmas. really good. I saw James but hanging love them around them. today, just like carrying them. That made me happy. Yeah, uh, thank you. Uh, that made me happy, and also it made me happy when I was talking to you guys, your dad, about it. And I was like, I just made one snowflake, and I'm working on the other one. And he's like, What do you mean? You've already made two snowflakes. And I thought that no. was hilarious. So the worst. <laughs> I love that because as you were saying, I just made one snowflake in my head. I went, actually, you've made two. <laughs> See, so it's not just him. Let's I love beat everyone snowflake. up with our millennial power. Okay, yeah, let's, let's do it. I will. I will fight I'll your millennial power. Cry Hannah. on all of you. Oh, that's just lubrication. I'm gonna so give that my you my student loan debt. I punch you in the face. She oh. watches a lot of MMA fighting. She knows these things. Oh. Anyway, I want to say that I've told like four customers this week about how excited I am to come record. It was that's pretty much awesome. only yesterday. Like, you know, I'd be like, how's it good? Like, what do you got going on this weekend? They'd be like, oh, not much. What about you? And I'd be like, well, did you I give do a them- podcast with my mom and my sister and my two aunts. And I was like, well. really excited about it. I told one guy to look us up on Spotify. So maybe we got a new fan. Okay. Yeah, spread the word. <laughs> spread the word. I just like the voice you used. And I hope well. that you used that when you were actually talking to customers and not just for our effect here. Like, no, well, I do. I do. Well, sir. She can't help herself. <laughs> As you spit your tobacco across the room into the, into the trash can the under the register. <laughs> All right, banana. Anyway, it's your turn. <laughs> I don't know if I have a thing that doesn't suck because um, my cat died on Tuesday. Oh, bring it down. But you and know what you have that always doesn't suck? Your mama. It's true. <laughs> Mom's been really nice. Um, everyone's been really nice. But it does suck. But that I'm no still mom. sad, so I don't have anything You're that doesn't suck because my cat's totally dead. allowed to be poor sad. Poor Hannah B. Poor Hannah B. And poor James. Uh, poor James. Oh, Hannah B. The thing that doesn't what suck is, James? is that James Q. Just James. Hannah B. And James I guess I Q? do have a thing that doesn't suck is that we have a very very fat, large, sweet cat at home who has been hanging out with us since Nilbog died. He knows. And he's just like laying with us in his giant fucking fat puddle that he is. Aww. <laughs> That's nice. And sweet. He's keeping you company. And yep. warm. Oh. Well, I All think right. those were, that was a good podcast. I liked your stories. Thank it was you. a good story, story Banana. Mm-hmm. It was a good story. Yeah. Good. I may have had one too many beers for recording True. a podcast <laughs> me too <laughs> we always we made it a little bit don't we <laughs> yeah. yeah that gives you more to work with when you edit so. <laughs> yeah i have so much material now it's amazing <laughs> so you're so We're excited just trying to help <laughs> just so, trying to help for all of our listeners out there, um, it's, we're going to take a three-week break so um, because of the holidays, um, so we won't be back for a little while. But if you would like to reach us, we're always around checking our um, social media sites and our email, and you can email us, ffsthepodcast at gmail.com. We have a Facebook page, F'd Up Family Storytime. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. FFS the podcast. Yeah, look us up, F'd Up Family Storytime. Um, we'd like to hear from you and give us a listen. We're on and Spotify now. Yep. Yes, we are That's on exciting. Spotify now. We and should be on. Don't forget to come at Hannah. Yeah, come at Hannah come about at what was no. your controversial thing that you that didn't. I don't like bacon. Oh, uh, yeah. Come at Hannah for that. Absolutely. Yeah. Please. Wait totally. the three weeks because my cat just died. Okay. Well, this <laughs> won't be out for at least a week. So. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Come so. at Hannah in three weeks. There we go. <laughs> So, but it was a good show. Shout out to all our listeners. Thanks for hanging out with us. Listening to some spooky shit. Yeah. Yeah. Woo. And we're out.